Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're on, and this is the final camp report. It's been a, it's been a long, arduous camp. It's my sixth in a row for three yards per carry. I believe my eighth in a row overall. And somewhere around the 20th I've attended. So, but I got to check that. I know for a fact, uh, let me see, a Flores, one of Gase, that's five, and one of McDaniel, that's six. This is my seventh in a row for three yards per carry and eighth overall. So, in a row. So yeah, pretty good streak going. Um, hopefully, I'll get I'll I'll get I'll get to twenty someday. There were some guys at, at camp that were talking about, oh, this is my twenty fifth, and I'm like, good god. So you saw all of that shit. You saw <laughs> Philbin. You saw Sperano. So all right. So we were there today, and not much can be said about about practice. Um, I had a report up. Uh, not much can be said about practice. Oddly enough, some guys that were practicing were on the cut list. So it means that those guys practiced. And then at four o'clock, Hey man, Hey, uh, you got cut buddy. <laughs> uh, there wasn't that many people in attendance. There were some people that were pulled from practice. Uh, I later saw essentially Noah Benogany be traded in real time, which was kind of interesting. Uh, it's kind of a, I don't, I want to say it's a cool process, but it's an ominous process when, you know, it's essentially a guy is no longer a Miami Dolphin and you kind of see it transpire in front of your in front of you at practice. So, yeah, that was I wouldn't call it cool, but the Noah Monogany era is over. He's traded for Kelvin Joseph, who is Kelvin Joseph, uh former cornerback uh of the Dallas Cowboys, got drafted in the second round, played at LSU, played at Kentucky. I had good I had a good feeling about him coming out of Kentucky. Um, fast, strong, really, really good tackler. Like, that's the good news. The bad news is, could never crack the rotation in Dallas, couldn't get enough snaps. And last year, when he did play, he was god-awful. He gave up. Uh, his advanced numbers for, for last year are absolutely terrible. But he's a good special teams player. And he'll help in that regard because Justin Bethel, who got cut today, like I, uh, I mentioned before, he was injured, so uh, this is the this is their release from today from the Miami Dolphins, and they say, "Yep, uh, they have released cornerback Justin Bethel." And you guys saw that one coming because he was wearing um, it's not even a sleeve; it was like a brace, and he just didn't look good to me after he got injured. 
So he was likely not going to help the team, so he's waived. Uh, Robbie Chosen was a semi-surprise, but not if you watched him in the actual games. Uh, he seemed to always show up in practice, and he had good chemistry with Tua Tungvaloa. Uh Him screwing up that mesh route you know, down there in the red zone, like that had to be the final straw. And they're essentially just keeping the wide receiver core from, from last season, plus Braxton Berrios. And, of course, Cedric Wilson on a new deal, which saved them some cap space. Uh, we will touch on Jonathan Taylor a little bit later on in this show. Uh, they cut Miles Gaskin. Uh, he did not make it, okay, which means that Brooks did. So th- that's good news, some new blood in the running back room. Uh, tackled Deshaun Hand. I do expect him to be back. He was injured uh, this past week, but I do expect him to sign back past uh, week one. Tight end Tyler Croft. Uh, he was actually participating today in practice. And then he shows up on the cut list. They kept two tight ends. And you know what I say to that? I've been saying it for a while on this show. Good. Because they're not supposed to use two tight ends anyway. This team is not supposed to ever be in 12 personnel. This team should be in 11 personnel and 21 personnel. That's how they are at their best. And that's how they should be going forward. So might as well just have two tight ends. Okay? Uh, Ingle's going to play a lot anyway. All right? And they can always cross-train another guy to play fullback. Um, Perry Nickerson. Oddly enough, he was practicing today. And essentially, he gets cut at 4 o'clock. So, it's one of those like, hey, you know, we needed the body to practice and now you're gone. Cedric Ogbuya, he was never good. He was never good from day one. Uh, that was really, really predictable. Jamal Perry, um, he was brought on late because they had some injuries. They they kind of mopped up on on the safeties and they, they settled on their, on their five. And Jamal Perry was not one of them. I do not expect him to be back. Um... Linebacker Malik Reed, uh, unconfirmed reports that they might bring him back past week one. Um, he was a guy that was really taxing your edge players all throughout camp. He was always finding a reason, one reason or another, to, to sit out reps. And you know my philosophy on that. That taxes your depth and taxes your starters. And if we don't know what's wrong with you and you keep sitting out reps, then you're not that much useful to us are you and he had a bad camp and he had a bad camp for precisely that reason he was always finding one reason or other to miss uh reps so you know i'm fine with it they have enough on the outside uh they wave cornerback ethan bonner uh nobody could have seen that one coming uh tight end tanner connor now that this is an interesting one because the guy just showed up for the last practice of the <laughs> of the season of the of the preseason uh, he runs three routes, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm on the team. And uh, sure enough, he's cut today. Uh, that that was odd, right? So they talked him into, like, suiting up, and then they cut him. Uh, linebacker Cameron Good never really grabbed a hold of of, of a roster spot. Uh, that was to be expected. Uh, Braylon Sanders, uh, it is expected they're going to try to bring him back. Uh, they've always liked him. He had a... His injury seems to be much more serious than than expected. Uh, Bryce Thompson was a really really good player for for them. I thought in the in the preseason and in camp, I think he's a useful NFL player. I wouldn't surprise me if they bring him back at some point. Uh, I like him as a player. Trill Williams, man, that injury just did so much damage to to his career. Uh, hopefully, he lands on his feet. Who knows? Maybe they do bring him back. 
Alama Uluave, uh, he's just not a good center. He's not an NFL center, and I don't expect him to be back. Uh, Ryan Hayes and Elijah Higgins were both cut. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Ryan Hayes did not have any bad moments in camp. He is a legitimate, I believe, NFL left, left tackle in time. I don't think he's ready to play 17 games this season, but I think that he might be a nice player to have on the roster next year and compete for the swing tackle spot, especially next year when you're probably going to want to have a team that's going to be, that's going to have some, some cheaper labor behind your highly paid stars. Uh, I'm hoping that he clears waiver waivers. And I am told Ryan Hayes and Elijah Higgins, uh, if they clear waivers will be brought back onto the practice squad and, I'm glad they will be. Uh, David Davis, um, it was an injury settlement. We know what happened to him. Uh, it's it's a good thing that he's he's healthy. Maybe he lands on his feet somewhere else. Uh, Nick Needham was, is going to be on the pup list, and that one was also very, very predictable because if you've been listening to the show all throughout camp, I, w- I was telling you that watching him work on the side, he just did not seem ready. So I would expect him past week four, Something like week six, maybe, for Nick Needham. And then this is an interesting one, and nobody seems to know the answer to this, but Keon Crossan and tight end Eric Saubert were placed on injury reserve. Now, Barry Jackson uh, stated that there is some kind of weird designation where they can be uh, brought back. We will learn more tomorrow. We asked Mike McDaniel today about it, and he said, well, Stay, t- you know, stay tuned and wait for uh, for what do you call it? Uh, Chris Greer's showcase tomorrow. So, yeah, I guess we will wait for Chris Greer's showcase tomorrow. Now, as far as the 53, let's just briefly go over it and then I'll bring you guys up here and we could talk a little Jonathan Taylor if you want to, although there isn't much to say. OK, uh, the wide receiver group, we already talked about it. They bring back the same the same unit. Plus, Braxton Berrios, Eric Azukama should have an expanded role. Uh, on the offensive line and the tackles, let's talk about the tackles first. Austin Jackson is is back at right tackle. Teron Armstead is your starter at left tackle. Kendall Lamb is the swing tackle. And Keon Smith made it. On the interior, it's Isaiah Wynn as the, your starting left guard. Connor Williams is your center. Robert Hunt is your right guard. Robert Jones is going to be working his way back. I don't expect him for the first few weeks. Uh, we'll see the the final injury designation. They have until tomorrow to f- figure all of that stuff out. Uh, they also have until tomorrow for Jalen Ramsey as well. There's going to be three open roster spots when all is said and done, by the way. Okay, once they settle all their, their IR machinations. Uh, Lester Cotton made it. He's back. Uh, the Only two tight ends. Julian Hill, Durham Smythe. Good. Uh, we talked about this ad nauseum all camp long, and it stays that way. Alec Engels is your fullback. Now, the running back room, minus Miles Gaskin. But Chris Brooks has made it. Devon A-Chain was wearing the red jersey today, so we shall be monitoring that going forward. Uh, Savan Ahmed was not participating today, but you guys remember the injury he took against uh, Jacksonville, so he should be okay, but he was not available today. Raheem Moser is your starter. Jeff Wilson, he made it past uh, Judgment Day uh, for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the quarterbacks will be the three quarterbacks, Tua Tungvaluwa, Mike White, Skylar Thompson. There will be an announcement on Monday 
where they will state or announce QB2. Who's QB2? We will, we will find out on Monday. You can place your bets on that one. I, I think it's Mike White. Scott Thompson, you know, was he was great against the, the, the Texans. He was cut off on the other two games. And, you know, he drives me crazy when you watch him in practice. All right, Christian Wilkins was available to the, to the media today, and he essentially says, yes, I'm playing. And, you know, all of that's over with. He practiced today, by the way, uh, full participant, and he gave Zach Sealer a big hug. Uh, they went back-to-back uh, in their press availabilities. Christian Wilkins will be ready for week one. Uh, Raekwon Davis is your nose tackle. He's your zero, and Brandon Peely made it. He is the backup at zero. Uh, Zach Sealer, of course, Emmanuel Ogba, they're thin there. I think that they should be going out in the market for a five-tech. Uh, remember what I said about Deshaun Han. I think he returns past week one when they don't have to guarantee him his deal. Uh, your linebacking core, we speculated on this, and that's how it ended up. We talked about this a few shows ago when I said, you know what? I think they're emptying out the room. They're keeping the top four, and Van Ginkle is your versatile you know, plug-in at Phil and outside. He can also play on the edge. So it's Jerome Baker, Channing Tindall is his backup, David Long, and Duke Riley. Uh, Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips, of course, are on the outside with Van Ginkle and Emmanuel Ogba backing them up. Uh, in the secondary, this is going to be a little interesting because they added Kelvin Joseph, so he he comes into the fold. He's going to play special teams. He is going to be in Justin Bethel's place. Uh, I guess Eli Apple is the starter opposite of Xavier Howard, and Kader Kohu will play in the slot. Uh, Nick Needham is returning soon, and Cam Smith is essentially QB, I mean, cornerback three. So stands to reason that they're going to they're gonna be scouring the, the waiver wire, and who knows, they might be bringing back somebody very, very soon. And the safety group, we already spoke about it. It's Javon Holland and Brandon Jones, who I do expect to be the starter opposite of Javon Holland, and Deshaun Elliott as the top hash safety coming off the bench. Elijah Campbell will not obviously play in week one. He's nursing an injury, but he was working today on his upper body. Um, he should not be ready anytime soon. We don't know what his injury is, but it's a lower extremity. I, I watched him today. I don't know what it, you know what his problem is, but he was doing a upper body workout. It was hard to discern what was wrong with him with his lower body because he was sitting on on one of those exercise um one of those ellipticals so you couldn't see his lower body so uh Verone mckinley uh originally they were supposed to cut him and then they're going to bring him back but he's still on the roster for whatever reason and he's still on the depth chart so and he's actually in the official roster that they handed out so uh Verone mckinley is the very odd and strange uh, cut that is still on everybody's roster and actually made the team. It's, it seems like, and I'm pretty certain, like, yeah, he's going to make the team. We know about the specialists. All right, Jason Sanders, Jake Bailey, Blake Ferguson is the the, the, the long snapper. So that's the team. Now let's uh, let's touch on a few of the, the injuries. I was asked um, earlier, is Jalen Waddle going to go week one? Yes. Okay, that very short answer. If I had to bet, I would bet heavy on, yes, he's going to play week one. Uh, he was asked about it, and he said, I, I'm always thinking I'm going to play. So he didn't 
offer anything to the contrary. So Jalen Waddle should be there week one against the Chargers. As far as Teron Armstead, he I, I mentioned this earlier. He looked to me the same way he always looks. Okay? He was jogging outside, by the way, listening to music. So getting his workout. He always looks the same way to me. He never practices, so you can't really tell. Like when they say, oh, my God, you know, Teron Armstead's not practicing today. Well, who cares? He never practices anyway. <laughs> so he looked fine to me. So I don't know. I guess we'll find out with his injury designation on the Wednesday of Chargers week, which will be the first injury report. Um, I would expect him to play. Let's just let's just say that. I would expect that Teron Armstead will play. All right, on Jonathan Taylor, let's be very clear about this and very short. Uh Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Uh, they they did negotiate a, a, a trade for Jonathan Taylor. I can't tell you, and I'm not allowed to tell you if any players were involved, but they did enhance their offer. In the final hour, the Colts decided it was not good enough, and not only was it not good enough, but Barry Jackson reports that the Colts uh, stood firm to their request of a first-round pick and no second-round equivalent that Miami could come up with or even a second rounder evidently was good enough and ultimately they placed Jonathan Taylor on the physically unable to perform list the pup list he is out for the first four weeks of the season which kind of screws Jonathan Taylor and screws those fantasy owners out there that drafted him thinking that he was going to be running the football for the Miami Dolphins so Having said all this, I will bring you on. If you have any questions, you could put them in the chat and I will read them. All right, as I bring you up, uh, identify yourself. Hey, Alf, I just had a question. I wanted some clarification on the Keon Crossing thing with him on the IR. Um, are we still on the books for his contract? Like, how does that play out? I had heard we could potentially uh, reach like a settlement. Um, I was just if you had any more information on that. Thanks. Yeah, there's a way that you can bring him back on an injury settlement, but I don't think that that's what they're doing with him. Uh, there's some kind of weird designation that we're supposed to learn about tomorrow that's actually going to bring him back. He actually practiced today. So, like, I don't know what kind of injury he actually has, you know? So, it's it's odd. Nobody seemed to know because everybody just started st started staring at each other in the, in the press room thinking, is he out for the year? Is Eric Salbert out for the year? Which I think he is. You know, so we were completely confused. Uh, we dug into it a little bit, and uh, evidently there's there's some kind of designation that is often not used that you can use on a player, and you can bring them back past week three. Now, we shall learn more tomorrow because, as Mike McDaniel said, uh, Chris Greer and his, uh, what did he call it? His showcase tomorrow will dazzle us with... Uh, his new roster for the 2023 Miami Dolphins and whatever uh, cap machinations or injured reserve machinations he's actually managed to pull off. So we shall learn more about that tomorrow as Chris Greer is having an availability. 
All right. Any more questions? You could just put them in the chat, or you could raise your your hand, and I could bring you on. All right. Here's the first question. Yo um, uh, Yo Ma in 3D asks, and by the way, all of this is is being conducted on OnlyFans. This is only this is three dollars a month. Uh, you could find uh, a way of uh, of how to join OnlyFans on the pinned tweet on the Three Yards Per Carry Twitter account. Uh, it's a Discord. Uh, we do these shows on on here, and we also have a chat with over two thousand members. We also have a vetted room, okay. And once you get here, you'll learn about that a little bit. But here's the first question: Yo Yo Ma in 3D asks, "How much of the two thousand? He's he writes two thousand thirty three cap space now. If I know that, that'd be awesome, right? But how much of the two thousand twenty three cap space can Dolphins carry over it? All of it. Uh, that's usually how the way it works. Like whatever. Now they might need some." And you always need some, okay? And if you judge, and I think they're going to go out into the, look, I look at this roster, and I'm like, this is not the roster that's going to go play the Chargers. This roster is not going to be the one that's going to be on a plane headed out to L.A., okay? Uh, they're short of five tech, in my opinion. They're short, in fact, let me just look at it. They're short of cornerback for the back end and for as far as a special teams player, and they're probably short one linebacker for special teams. So they're short three players. So absolutely. I think they're going to add three players to this roster, and it could be some of the guys that were actually cut. Um, so, yeah, they're going to roll over what they can, but they're going to need some of that money to sign some of these guys that they're going to need. And, of course, you never know. Uh, Stephen Holder, uh, who you've all been following all day today, he managed to to remind everybody, hey, this is not really the trade deadline. The trade deadline is Halloween, October 31st, <laughs> okay? So that's when the drop-dead date is on Jonathan Taylor. So he could still be traded. So, you know, we have a couple more months of, of, this, of this stuff, okay? So, you know, this Dame Lillard and now Jonathan Taylor hostage, uh, hostage crisis is, you know, it's, 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 it's taking on a life of its own at this point, okay? Let's hope that, that our guys that we have already can do the job and they don't need a Jonathan Taylor. But something tells me that they might revisit this once again. But evidently the Colts were not impressed with whatever we offered. All right, let me see. Any other questions are in the chat? Are there any more questions in the chat? Um, all right, as I bring you up, identify yourself. This is Cap Stern at Cap Stern Dave. Hey, Alf. Um, I, I missed the very beginning of this, so I wanted to ask you, McDaniel's comment was, were you watching OTAs? Does that mean Liam is the backup center? Yes. Okay. That was, that was actually made perfectly clear from <laughs> from from Mike McDaniel. Uh, he came out, he goes, ah, ah, you, some of you guys say that OTAs don't matter. Like, he was really funny about it. And he was like, ah, some of you guys say OTAs don't matter, huh? Well, I guess that we had a center for OTAs. Remember that Connor Williams was not participating? So, yeah. yeah, he made it very clear, like, hey, we had a center for OTAs. There was a guy snapping the ball, and I guess he'll snap the ball from now on, too. So, yeah, he's the backup center. The emergency center, I was told, is Robert Jones. And, of course, he'll be on the roster, but he is rehabbing. So he's not ready to play anytime soon. So there's your third center. So they have three guys that could snap the football. Did the, did the Noah trade surprise you? No. Um, 
Uh, I actually learned about it a little earlier, a little bit before it was actually on Twitter. I just couldn't say anything about it. And some of us kind of smelled it, and then I actually got early confirmation. But okay. yeah, it didn't, it didn't surprise us once we showed up <laughs> at the building. Okay. Let's just say, let's just leave it at that. Okay. And the last, the last one for me, um, with everything we did today, trying to get Taylor, I'm assuming Greer's, you know, a- anything he did wasn't going to be something that was going to suck if we didn't pull the trade off for us. Is there anything at all that we did that you're concerned about for the future going forward? And thanks. Yeah, they did not actually develop anything on the defensive line. They tried. They brought in Randy Charlton, Josiah Bronson, uh, Jalen Twyman. Uh, all of those players were somehow flawed in one way or the other. None of them made it. None of them. They signed Deshaun Hand. He got injured. Now, I think he's coming back. But you would have liked to see them find a guy. And Austin Clark's really good at that. And all they really did find was, you know, a backup zero. So it, not all was lost. You know, they found Brandon Peely, and he'll contribute. But other than that, I would have liked to see them find another five tech. And as far as I'm concerned, they are short a guy. Like, you know, you, you, can't, go to, you can't go into the season with just this. Like, it's a good group. It's just, you know, you're missing a guy. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Like, you need another guy. So... Uh, you have anything else? No, no, Al. Thanks for all the hard work, as always. All right, cool, man. All right, there's another question, and I think we could wrap up with these two questions in the in the chat. Uh, although we do have another person that's in the queue. The first question is: Tehran rarely ever practices. However, the O line needs to work in unison to function effectively and consistently. Generally speaking. How does Tehran consistently not practice but plays at an elite? Well, because he, he's Tehran Armstead. When he steps in, not just individually, but in tandem with the whole line as well. Yeah, because he's Tehran Armstead. And sometimes the left tackles, you know, tackles are have the least amount of stuff to do because there's not much that happens to them. Like guys are either coming wide on them or on inside of them, or it's a two-by-one blitz, or it's an overload, and there's simple rules for every single one of those those situations. So tackles usually have less to do, and he's an elite player. You know, let's just hope he stays healthy. The next question is: uh, Should we be worried about Wilkins' future as a Dolphin at all past this season? He says he loves Miami. We say we love him, but we can't come to an agreement on a contract. If nothing happens, he's on this on his last year. And now we hear that there was multiple teams uh, willing to trade. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that a bunch of teams would have liked to trade for him, but uh, the answer is no. Uh, we need him for this season. Uh, look, if we believe what Marcel Louis Jacques of ESPN reported, and I do, uh, he turned down an offer that was commensurate with what Jeffrey Simmons is earning from the Tennessee Titans. If that is the case, then I think that that's a mistake by Christian Wilkins. He's not only betting on himself, but he's uh, he's 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 making a very very, I think, unwise bet. Because he's going to have to go out there somehow and go get 15 sacks to get paid what he wants to get paid, which is evidently more than the than the average that will pay you as a top five defensive tackle. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that that's a mistake, and he's setting himself up to be franchise tagged a year from now and then possibly franchise tagged once again the following year 
And then essentially, you're just signing him to a three-year, $59 million contract. And guess what? The Dolphins get their way. And then, okay, great. Now you're a free agent, but you're now you're also 31 years old. So I think it's a mistake. Hopefully, they come to an agreement during the season. Um, I don't know if they're negotiating again. I do know that the Dolphins uh, don't feel like they should revisit anything that they've made their best offer. And I tend to agree with that. All right, well, this is going to be the, the the last person I bring up. Uh, identify yourself as I bring you up. Greetings, everybody. This is Louis D. Sung of the Pulse of Fins Nation. You can find me on Twitter at Louis D. Sung, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network, along with your good friend Alf here. So how are you, Alf? Great. All right, so my main question at this point, and it's something that I would like to just kind of get your opinion on, and maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more. Uh, later down the line, but now that we've done all this roster shuffling, what exa- who exactly are you eyeballing the most from the waiver wires that we could possibly use to supplement our roster? Because I know that we're not going to use too many tight ends, but I feel like we should have at least one more should something happen to Durham Smythe and them. So, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I would say I would. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at a lot of the the, the tight ends that got cut. Um, but I don't necessarily like much of what's out there. I got to really scour the, the list again and look for, for any cornerbacks that are available, but I'm, I'm, Roby came clean. Yeah, I saw that. And he's a, uh, he played for, for Fangio before he makes so much sense, you know? So that's a guy to absolutely watch. But other than that, I'm going to look for our own guys to be brought back. And, and I'm going to look for, for the guys that, actually do pass through waivers mainly those two guys elijah higgins and ryan hayes ryan hayes more importantly to be brought back onto the practice squad but other than that i'm not really too impressed with what's out there uh, although i haven't completely looked at it but they got three roster spots and they should be filling those shortly in the less in the next two days for sure all right sounds good so all right. I see you later for pulse all right cool and i'll be on there so all, right. all, all of you guys could pile into the chat for that one. All right. Thank you, Lewis. All right. Thank you, Alf. All right. I'll take one more. There's uh there's a there's one more in the queue. I will bring you up. All right, and this will be the the last one. Hey Alf. Hey. Uh, name is uh Doug Daniels on Twitter. Um, I don't know if it was hit on before because I kind of just joined late. Um, with Keon Cross and Sauber being put on the IR, is that considered a release? Because more more worried about crossing because, I mean, that's $3 million in uh, salary cap we could get back. Yeah, I, I spoke about this a little earlier. Uh, that's completely unclear. Uh, it's going to be made com- crystal clear tomorrow when Chris Greer does his availability. Um Barry Jackson reported that there's a a seldom used designation that will bring them back, but we don't know. And we asked Mike McDaniel, and he essentially just looked at us and said, well, I don't know. <laughs> Ask Chris Greer. So if he doesn't know and he coaches the team, I don't think we know either, right? So we shall see. We do know what the normal uh, IR designation means at this point for those guys. It's either an injury settlement or they're gone for the year. That's what we kind of know, right? But uh, so far, we d- we just don't know. Uh, but we will learn yeah, more about it Yeah, it's like at the end there. We were kind of counting pennies with uh, Cedric 
and stuff like that. And I mean, cross and that's, that's 3 million we could carry over if we're not going to be using them. Yeah, I know. It, it is interesting that with, with what they did today, they cleared $4.34 million and Jonathan Taylor's cap charge is $4.32 million. So, so they, they fit him nicely into the cap for this season. And then all of a sudden, of course, nothing happened, you know, but that's, that's worth monitoring going forward. You got anything else? Nope, I guess not. All right, uh, I guess we could call it right here. It's been a pleasure serving you again for another camp. Uh, This is the final camp report. Uh, There will be another show, okay? And that other show will have me. It will have Jacob Michelle, who who will be covering the Miami Dolphins this regular season for uh, 5RSN. So look for that show beginning next week. But till then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.